You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Think about if you acted on every idea. Um, perhaps you may have several businesses right now, right? You may be a multimillionaire because you acted on those ideas. Who knows? However, think about it from this standpoint. If you acted on every one of those ideas, perhaps you may be overwhelmed all the time. Perhaps you may be having difficulty managing the different businesses that you have. You may be having difficulty managing the moving, different moving parts. Even as uh, for myself, being an entrepreneur, solopreneur, as they would call, uh, call me, it's sometimes interesting because I have these ideas for my business, but at the moment, I am not at a scale where I can do that. Um, but let's talk a little bit deeper. Some of the ideas that I have are good ideas, but a lot of the ideas that I have, number one, are not tied to my identity. Secondly, they're not, I, uh, they're not connected to a need or a gap or they don't answer a question. You just heard the voice of identity strategist, Michael Weston. Michael spent 10 years as a marketing and branding expert, and now he focuses on helping clients identify breakdowns by discovering their identity. Michael wants to invite new entrepreneurs to a live interactive course where you will receive real-time feedback and support as you begin to develop your new identity aligned business. The name of the course is Fresh Idea Nati and we'll explore these three questions. Who am I? Who is my idea for? And how does my identity connect to my idea? For more information and to sign up for the course, visit www.fresh dot supernormal dot com what's up everybody you are listening to the what now podcast where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the What Now podcast. That's right. The What Now podcast, where we discuss effective ways of facing life's most difficult moments. And we know by now, if you've listened to the show more than one time, and if you have not, that's fine. I'm going to explain it again. We have taken out that word difficult and we have replaced it with defining. Why? Because we have the right the authority 
and the responsibility to define those moments and not allow those moments to define us. My name is Clifton Petty John. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from merely existing to living a life full of purpose. And if you're asking the question, is he talking to me? Absolutely. I'm talking to you. All right. Listen, we have another amazing guest on tonight and I want each and every one of you to sit back and enjoy tonight's episode. Genesis Amaris Kemp is a firecracker who loves to turn up the heat and fight for what she believes. She is the author of Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. She is advocating for minorities, people who have been slighted, sharing insight about inclusion and diversity. Everyone help me welcome Genesis to the show. Genesis, how are you tonight? I am doing well. And yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm excited about this conversation. As I always say to each and every one of our guests, because I'm very selective on who I bring onto this platform, I believe that those that will hear this conversation will walk away more enlightened, more empowered, and more ready to fulfill their purpose in life. So I'm excited about the conversation. Me too. I'm excited to drop some fire nuggets and spread some wisdom and get your um, guests rolling. So buckle up your seatbelt and let's go on this ride. Let's go. Here we go. So we start every conversation with an icebreaker question. Tonight's icebreaker question is, if you could have one superpower, what would that superpower be and why? Ooh, that is a good question. (laughs) Superpower, let's see. I guess I want to have the ability to fly. And the reason why I say that is because I could get to places easily and I could be, you know, there a lot quicker because sometimes living in Houston where I live, it takes a while to get to different places. Understandable, understandable. Listen, I will want to fly too. That definitely would make it a lot easier to get around, especially during those times when traffic is packed and everything seems to be busy. So I definitely understand that. Now, Genesis, what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity. You can go as far back as you would like to. The name of our show is What Now? So we like to deal with where people started at, their personal process through their journey and where they are now. We know there's a lot more to come, but we like to deal with that. So as far back as you would like to go up until now, I want you to share a little with us about yourself and about your personal journey. Okay, awesome. So I am first-generation American. My parents are Caribbean descent. I am so fortunate to have parents that aren't American because it afforded me the ability to travel outside of the U.S., where some people have never even been outside of their own state. So I'm fortunate with that. I am the youngest of five siblings. 
five siblings. So I have two brothers, two sisters. I like to tell people I am the glue because I am the baby in my family. And no, I am not spoiled, even <laughs> though a lot of people think that babies in the family are very spoiled. Um, there is an age gap between me and my siblings, which it feels like it allowed me to mature a lot faster because I had those elderly siblings to look up to. And I also was able to follow in their footsteps um, in some areas, which was a good thing because I knew, okay, if I do this, then these are going to be the consequences. And I also had someone to go to whenever I wasn't sure about, you know, college or about work or whatever the case may be. Um, I was also a victim of bullying in high school. So there was a period of my life where I faced a lot of darkness. I was depressed a little bit, but it was in that darkness where I fell in love with someone and that someone was me. I learned how to love me unconditionally and be the best version of myself. It also helped me to grow more as a person. And also it helped me to learn certain tactics on how to identify and bully identify when someone is being bullied and it gave me a voice so I could help other younger younger people that are coming besides and behind me on how to overcome being bullying because now we live in a vast society where everything is on social media and I feel like so many times there are students and young people crying out for help and they're not really sure how to articulate it to their parents and they don't want to snitch because they don't want to be labeled as the tattletale or whatever the case may be so so if I had not endured that um, in high school, I wouldn't know how to recognize when someone is um, being oppressed, when someone is um, being beaten down. And I definitely feel like that gave me, uh, like I said, a voice to help some, help those people. I'm also, like I said, an author. I've been writing on and off. I was really passionate about it in high school. Graduated about 11 years ago. Um, when I graduated, a lot of people were asking me, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And um, it's funny that people always ask, what do you want to be? But they never ask you who you want to be. Mm. And I think that's more important than the what, because the what gets you defined and it keeps you in a circle or a box per se whereas the who is part of your character it's part of your morals and your values and you're able to really champion yourself because so many times the what is so conditional and I feel like we live in a society where everyone wants you to be conditional and this cookie cutter person when in reality we're all put here so we can grow you should be a better version of yourself than you were the day before yes. And um, another thing, I'm, I'm still young. I'm only 29 years old. So whenever I tell people my age, they're like, wow, you have a vast amount of knowledge and wisdom. But I definitely um, would coin that to my faith and have, like I said, having older siblings and having people in my life who are very um, influential. And I definitely like to tell people it's not where you start, but it's where you finish. And just know that even though you go through life, yes, we're all going to fall down. We're all going to make mistakes. But the important part is to learn from your mistakes and get back up and keep on going. 
Awesome, awesome. You hit a lot of trigger words there. I, I tell guests <laughs> when they when they're talking and they hit trigger words, you'll see me light up or try to hold myself because it's like, oh man, I want to jump in right now, but I want you to get it out. So we're gonna unpack some of those things that you said. Uh, one of the things I want to start right in the beginning because you talked about uh, your parents being immigrants, mm -hmm. and you talked about how that gave you experiences that some don't have that's great because I always talk about the importance of a global perspective having a global perspective mm -hmm. how did traveling to other countries and that experience how has that helped you understand life in general and appreciate others cultures it definitely helped me appreciate other people's cultures because sometimes I feel like people who live in America you feel so entitled to certain things because you feel like oh I'm in America the land of the free you know the American dream whereas if you never step outside of your comfort zone or put yourself in someone else's situation you're never really going to understand what someone goes through and you're never really going to value the money that you make the home you live in and the the car you drive because there are people who are wishing they were in your situation so it took away some of the pride it also stripped down some of the barriers that I had because if I never went outside of the U.S. I would probably feel that entitlement too and someone would have to bring me back down to earth and then also with understanding other people's culture, I think that's so important because whenever you understand people's culture, you understand various languages and et cetera, it helps you be more inclusive and diverse because you aren't so narrow-minded and you're able to articulate other people and you're able to understand a little bit more on where they're coming from. And when you do travel, you're afforded to meet different people in the, air, in the airport, in the airplane, and you have these different conversations and it actually helps you broaden your perspective because certain people could say certain things that you would have not been able to think about or articulate and you're like okay why do you think why do you think that or why did you say what you say or can you help me break it down so you can understand and whenever you're going through that process it's helping you enhance your education and it's helping you become more well-rounded Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I'm very big on that. I am extremely big on that with the young people that I work with, even with the older people that I work with, you know, developing a plan for you to at least visit one country or have a conversation with individuals from other cultures, because sometimes we are raised to fear conversations with other cultures and it causes us to lose out on so many opportunities in life and experiencing great people so I love that all right so the next thing that you talked about was the bullying aspect and I really want to spend a little bit of time here on bullying because of how important that is and, and you said it that a lot of people experience it they're quiet about it. They don't want to be labeled as a snitch. They don't want to be labeled as soft. They don't want to be labeled as anything that makes it look like they just can't handle what they are facing. But then we have the other side of it that some, it hits them so hard that they choose to take their life. 
So those, if somebody right now is listening and they're being bullied, whether they're a kid or an adult as well, because it happens in the workforce, it happens in church, it happens in other places where people still feel as if they're being bullied or not just feel as if they're being bullied, they're being bullied. So what would you say to someone that's out there right now that is experiencing it and they feel like there's no outlet, they don't know what to do, what would you say to them? I definitely want to encourage that individual that may be un, um, undergoing some bullying, some peer pressure, whatnot, is not to lose hope in who you are and know that you you do matter and you were created for a purpose. Whether you know what your purpose is right now, you weren't put here on earth by accident. And just because someone is bullying you, it could be because they're intimidated by you or they want what you have. So whenever someone is bullying you, just take that and run with it. And whatever they try to say, like if they say that they're ugly, then come with your I am statements and recite all the good things that you are. Like you are smart. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. You are a um, dream a dream builder, you are um, savvy, you are, uh, you're intelligent, like I said, just start speaking life into you. Because if you allow someone to beat you down, then you are giving them the power. So look for ways to take the power back and reignite and refuel yourself. And I also want to let you let them know that if they feel like the weight is on their shoulders, or they feel depressed, there are um, lines for you to call and talk to a grief or a guidance counselor and tell them what you are going through. Tell them how you feel and share your experiences. It's okay to talk about things. It's okay to cry about it because I definitely believe that tears are healing and tears are a way to um, release some of the pain and the agony that you're feeling. So crying is not a form of weakness. It's actually a, a form of empowerment because it's empowering you to release all of that um, anger, all of that um, negativity, all of the emotions that are tied to the condition that you are enduring. Also, um, if you are being bullying, bullied by other people, think of ways that you can turn your situation into a solution and meaning um, think of ways that maybe you can form an organization to bring together a group of people that are being bullied, where you can have a safe haven and a place where you could come together to share your stories, share how you can overcome it, share how you can encourage one another. Because I like to tell people that iron sharpens iron and we are in this situation um, for ourselves, but not by ourselves, meaning there's always an outlet or a person that we can go to and talk to. And since I have endured that, if you want to reach out to me, you're more than welcome to connect with me on Facebook or email me. And I will definitely give you my email address because I want to let you know that I want to stand in solidarity with you, especially since I have endured that myself. I definitely believe in helping someone else achieve, um, achieve their victory too, and let them know that, you know, in life, we do go through various trials and tribulations, but those trials and tribulations come to make us stronger. And so we're able to help um, someone else loose their chains and break their um, bondage.
Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card, as well as it helps support our show. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And that is the key, you know, de uh, developing these communities and understanding you are not out there alone, though it may feel like you're alone. Mm -hmm. You are not alone. I like two things you said in there. Also, you said the I am statements. How long have you been implementing I am statements in your life? Um, for about five, about five years now. And I also write down scriptures sometimes. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going through a particular um, situation and I'm not really sure how to deal with it, like um, my family is very spiritual. So they'll tell me, get in the word of God. What does the word of God say about you? What does the word of God say about your situation? And another thing I did was I downloaded the U version, which is a free Bible app. And there's different um, plans that you could go through, whether you're experiencing fear, there's ways that it'll tell you how to combat fear. If you need peace in your life, there's plans about peace and stuff. So just refilling yourself with positive energy and um, speaking positive affirmations and getting a tribe of around you that could see the good things and the good qualities that you have so they could um, compliment you and pull those good things out of you and challenge you to be better. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Implementing the word of God within your life will complete, completely revolutionize your life. I tell people that all the time. Now, let's talk about the author. When did you start writing? 
I started writing back in high school on and off. I had a few things that were published in the school magazine. Then I let it go for some time whenever I was in college. And then this, well, last year I started picking it back up because I was going through um, systemic racism at work. I was going through certain situations where I felt like, you know, there was a lot of anger and resentment being built up. It got to the point where I literally hated going to work. Like when I would pull, um, pull up in the parking garage, I would literally roll my eyes and and etc. because I was the only African-American person on my team and I was also um, improperly categorized at work. Um, they were paying me as an admin even though I've been doing the work of a professional for the past uh, three years in this particular group, but I've been with the company for seven years. So that could definitely rub you the wrong way when you know you are contributing at work and you aren't being compensated or you're not being treated fairly. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where my writing journey came. And I always knew that I loved to write and it was the, it was a way for me to get my thoughts out of, out of my head onto paper. And it was actually refreshing and it was just a way to, for me to recharge. Awesome. Now let's talk about what you experienced at work because you did something that I'm hoping that the listening audience can grab hold of because you talked about you were experiencing systemic, systemic racism. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get my words right there. <laughs> and instead of fighting it in the natural, you know, um, you put pen to paper or fingers to the keyboard. Can you talk about that project and, and how that helped you through that process? Yeah, most certainly. So um, there was one day at work, I would never, this is the incident that helped me jumpstart my book. So I had a conversation with my supervisor right after performance review time. And I was eager to move to a new team and to be converted from the admin bucket to the professional bucket because I definitely wanted my salary increase. So she pretty much told me, hey, you're not going to be promoted for two years and you're not going to be given a salary treatment for two years. And I, I pretty much fired back with well, weren't my knowledgeable others, which are your peer reviews. All of my knowledgeable others were good. Um, I maintained certain metrics. I led internal and external relationships with stakeholders and I have been doing everything right. And, and I came into this role that was a brand new role that, that the company created. I made it what it is and I did process improvements and enhancements. So I just didn't know what, what the reason was behind it. So I went to HR, I started to investigate and et cetera. And after hearing no, or you're not able to compete, those words are harsh. And it's actually like a slap in the face because you've been doing the work. So um, I kid you not, I pulled out my phone um, after the meeting and I had a notes app on there and I wrote down the words chocolate drop in corporate America. And I wrote down a few um, sentences and I left it alone. Then um, I went to an event at a local church here in Houston. It was 
it was called the league where there's different professional women that come from all over the city and we meet and we talk about different things, whether it's um, how to influence one another, how to support each other, um, how to do business and et cetera. And I met an author there and I was just so intrigued by what she was doing, how she had ownership of her time. She didn't have the hustle and bustle of the nine to five. And she had a lot of time to spend with her family, which is something I want to do, but just not there yet. And so I asked for her number. She gave me her number. Then I let, I think about a month go by and something was like really prompting me. It was like, I was hearing it down in my spirit, like, Hey, you should reach out to Tyra. So I reached out to her and I asked her for a coffee chat at Starbucks. She came and I kid you not, it literally felt like the Mary and Elizabeth situation in the Bible. And when, you know, when I shared some of my writings with her, not just the chocolate drop in corporate America piece, but some of my other ones, she's like, hey, your writing is really good. Have you ever thought about writing a book? And it was in that question that I felt like my unborn child leaped inside of me. And it was confirmation. It was also discernment because I had been thinking about writing a book. I just didn't know how I was going to do it because I don't know anything about writing a book. I don't know anything about publishing with a publisher or self-publishing. But um, after that conversation, she gave me her publisher's information. And um, there was a contest that her publisher was running for new authors or people thinking about becoming an author. So I just entered the competition by faith and I ended up winning first place, which was incredible. So I was like, okay, God, like, this is a God thing. Like I am on the right path and I just need to focus because there's a reason why I endured certain things. And now it's becoming evident to me that there were so many people who were enduring the same thing I was, but they were afraid to talk about it. They didn't know how to narrate it. So it was like, I narrated my story, but my story is helping others. Awesome. Awesome. I love that journey that you had and even how you said it felt like Elizabeth and Mary and to me that's how purpose is like when you really connect with purpose like you have a process you have to go through and sometimes that process is painful it's not comfortable Mm -hmm. but when you connect with that that timing with purpose it makes it all well worth it so let's talk about purpose a little bit let's talk about Mm -hmm. purpose I usually do a game of word association, but I'm not going to do that today. I want to talk about purpose. What is purpose to you? Purpose to me is the thing that you were born to do, how you are going to, you know, fuel other people and purpose is how you are going to be unapologetically you and what you were destined to do. So everyone's purpose is going to be different. But the minute you recognize what you were put on the earth to do, I think that you could definitely walk in it. And your purpose has a lot to do with your passion because if you're passionate about something, the opportunities will come, the divine connections will come, the resources will come, the money will come, and you're actually going to love what you do. And it's not going to feel like as if it is a job. It's going to be more like a hobby that's on steroids because you're going to do it 
unapologetically. You're going to be great at what you do and you're not going to feel as if it's forceful. And whenever you know what your purpose is, there's going to be peace. There's going to be equilibrium in your body. There's also going to be um, that feeling of completeness because I feel like so many times we go through life trying this, that, and the other because we're not really sure what we were destined to do. So you have to kind of take a step back and analyze yourself and see, okay, what am I good at? What can I, what can I um, do that I can monetize and am I doing something that is helping me and someone else? And I think when you are walking into your purpose, it's not just for you, but it's also for someone else and how you can become a gift, a gift to another person and that breath of fresh air. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, I'm out here, I'm listening to the podcast, I hear what you're saying, I really do, but there's no way possible that there's purpose in my life. I've messed up so much. My life is so crazy right now. I get what you're saying about purpose, but I just don't feel like that applies to me. What would you say to that individual? I would definitely ask them a question because there's always a reason why someone is thinking the way they, they are thinking. So I would ask them, why do you feel the way you do? Do you feel like you have been slighted do you feel like you're not important is it because you don't matter because I definitely want to confirm and reassure that you do matter and even though you fall down and you feel like you're not worthy no no one is a judge of that no one can tell whether a person is worthy or not because we have all made mistakes we have all been in a season of our life where we felt like we weren't good enough but who's to say that you aren't good enough is that the societal norms is it the status quo because the minute that we try to compare ourselves to someone else, our vision and our purpose become stale and stagnant because we were never created to be in competition with someone. We were created to complement one another. That's why, you know, um, there's a man and a woman or whoever you fall in love with. That's why there's two people that are partnered together to do life together. So I want to let that person know, do not let other people define who you are because the minute you start to let people do that is the minute that you are placed in certain limitations and I want to encourage you to live a limitless life meaning be your authentic self narrate your own your own story and know that it is okay to make mistakes and there's a such thing as grace and mercy. We, everyone has grace and mercy and that affords us the ability to start and stop again. There is no set time for you to get on the right track, but the minute that you start to take action to move towards a different direction, just keep on going. Even though you hit a roadblock, you know, jump over that hurdle, take a deep breath. And I wanna encourage you to refuel refocus and realign because your path and destiny is brighter as long as you start to believe in yourself awesome now you hit something where and this is where i want to go next earlier you said that as you were growing up 
No one asked you, who do you want to be? They asked you, what do you want to be? I want to spend some time right there because there is an identity crisis mm-hmm. right now. And I say there's an identity crisis in, in church culture, in the world. Mm-hmm. People just do not seem to know who they are. And they're attempting to pursue purpose without discovering who they are, or who it is that they desire to be. You know, I, I, I talk about how sometimes we can have in, infectious identities where we pick up pieces from mentors, we pick up people pieces from people we idolize, and then we create this person or this persona that's definitely not us. How did you come to the reality that who you are was more important than what you are? And then how did you discover who you are? As a health and wellness coach, Gordon Walker Jr. assists his clients in losing weight, gaining weight, or just being fit. He also helps with meal plans. You can reach him at 302-990-8907 or you can visit the website at numa24.goherbalife.com That's Numa24 at GoHerbalLife.com. I would definitely say in college, because college is a time where people can be so influenced by other people like, okay, I need to take these classes, I need to get this degree, because once I get this degree, I want to make this amount of money, or I want to work for this company. And sometimes that's not always the case. Like, yes, you can have a psychology degree, but once you get out of school, you get, you're unable to find a job in psychology unless you have a master's or a PhD, but you spend all this money at a four-year university, but then you're out here in these streets struggling. Yeah. Um, so whenever I started going to college, like, you know, yes, I did the big name college at first, but it wasn't until, you know, I realized, okay, it was a party school or whatnot. And it, and I was just going to that school because all my friends were going there. But then there was a thing that happened in my life where I had to come home and I went to community college for two years so I could do my basics because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. But I knew I didn't want to waste my parents' money because they didn't have a lot of money, especially because they had, you know, helped my brother and stuff like that. So I didn't want to put my parents in a financial burn, um, burn I mean, financial <laughs> a financial burden. I, mm-hmm. I apologize. No problem. So, um, 
that is a that is a part where I had to really take a step back and say, okay, is the what important or is the who important? Because I don't want people to just say, oh, I'm just a psychologist or I'm just a college student. I felt like I mattered and my happiness was more important to me than just getting a piece of paper because that piece of paper, I did not want that to define me, nor did I want to be condition to where okay once I get that piece of paper people only see me as a college graduate but but they don't see you know my character and my morals or my mission statement because we all have a mission statement so I felt like I had to redefine and find me and what made me happy and not just what makes my parents happy or whatever so um, I feel like a lot of um, students, like, you know, they end up going to college because their parents say, you know, go to school, get a good job, graduate or whatnot. But you don't have to do those things in that order. You could take us time, uh, some time off. You can travel. You could go to acting school, which I did go to acting school first. And whenever it came time for me to go to LA, my parents didn't really have the money for the program that I had auditioned for and got into. So it was also another hurdle, but I felt like even though that didn't happen, it's okay to go through zigzags because life, life is a marathon and it's a journey, it's not a sprint. And sometimes you have to go from A, B to, to E just to get back to A and just learn and grow. Because if you never go through certain things, you can never really grow. You're not really going to be um, afforded the right opportunities. And there is a time and purpose for everything. And sometimes the timing may be off, but that does not mean that you're not going to get where you want to go. You just have to, you know, be patient. Patience is key and it may take a little bit longer and that's okay because it is your race and your journey, not someone else's. Absolutely. And I like how you hit, I always talk about that with my life. I started at A, I went to F, came <laughs> to B, went to Z, thought it was good, but no, had to come all the way back to A to start over again. But what I learned about it was that every lesson I learned, everything I experienced from that journey, I was able to pull something from it so that when I went back to A, I did not have the same mindset I had when I originally was at A. So I tell people all the time, don't look at it as if you failed. You just were learning lessons to help you along the journey. So that is so powerful. Now, here's what I want to do before we go. I want you to tell me who should read your book. So anyone that has endured systemic racism, no matter what background you are, even though the title of my book may be controversial to some, I want to let you know that the title definitely paints a different picture because like I said, I'm very passionate about equality, equity, inclusion, and diversity, because it takes all of us coming together in order to make the world a better place. And we need each one, each one of us needs to, you know, be in collaboration with one another. Um, I definitely want people who are, whether they're in corporate America, whether they're in finance, the medical field, construction, or whatever the case may be, this book is for you because we have all faced, whether it's ageism, sexism, 
any form of discrimination, I want to let you know that this book can speak life to you. And the book I dedicated to admins, I dedicated to allies, I dedicated to minorities, and I dedicated to every business professional as well as entrepreneur that may be struggling to find their voice because I talk a lot about how I overcame obstacles and I used those obstacles to champion my own voice and take ownership of my career because your career should not just be in the hands of someone else. You should be able to drive that ship. You should be able to drive that car without having someone in your ear or someone um, really stunting your growth because sometimes what someone else may think of your career may not be what you where you want to go or what you want to do. And I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna flash up a um, yes. image of the book. So if you see on the cover, you see there's people from all different backgrounds, right? So all different industry professionals because I definitely wanna let people know that's a way to be inclusive and diverse. There's a mm -hmm. world in the background letting people know that this can happen worldwide, not just in America. So, you know, go on that journey. And then, um, like I said, there's people of all different races because we're definitely in a society where, like I said, we're better when we come together and each race has something that they're very good at. So if you take those um, qualities and you partner it with your qualities, then we can create a revolution of opportunities and be extraordinary versus just being our ordinary self and narrow-minded. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like how you put the world in there as well. Remember, we started with the global perspective. And one of the things that I love about the cover of your book is that even with the name of your book, you still show the overall goal. You know, you didn't make it the like, listen, it's just me against the entire world. <laughs> you made it with the understanding of it need, we need to be inclusive because the more inclusive we are, the greater we can become. And there's no better message that our country needs to hear right now than the importance of diversity and valuing each other. So mm -hmm. I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing. Uh, before I get to all of that, though, I do want to give you the opportunity to give everyone your social media handles, your website, where they can purchase your book all of those great things. Okay, awesome. So I'm on Facebook as Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, last name Kemp, K-E-M-P. I have a book page on there as well. It's called Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. I am on Instagram, which is at Lady D Richardson. And if you want to email me, you can email me at Genesis Amaris Kemp at gmail.com. I respond to every single one of my emails. I don't have an assistant. I definitely like the interaction with those who are interested in learning more about me or having me speak at maybe their event or sharing some more insight that you may not have heard today. I definitely want to let you know, don't be scared to approach someone. It's okay to slide in someone's DM. They are human just like you are. So don't ever feel intimidated by someone just because they may be a little further along in their journey because you never know what they endure to get where they are. So you definitely have to remove that fear and remove that complex inferior 
inferiority and, you know, just be human and be yourself and, you know, reach out to someone. If someone is doing something that you admire, let them know that you admire them and ask them if they wouldn't mind being an informal uh, mentor. And I definitely want to encourage you that networking is key, especially in these climates that we're living in right now. So make sure you do life with someone that can help you see more value in yourself and help you pull out different qualities. I also... No, you're good. <laughs> I definitely mm-hmm. want to leave you all with um, you may maybe two quotes from the book that will help sure. you jumpstart. And if you if you wouldn't mind, I'll definitely I could read the dedication of the book too, so it can sure. kind of sum it up. So I'll do the dedication first to Vanessa, my spiritual angel, my ride or die, my bestie, my little sister. Even though you aren't physically here, I know you are smiling down from heaven. Your legacy and impact will always live on. This is for you and future generations to come. So my little sister, she was biologically my cousin. We were only three years apart. She passed away due to lupus. So I'm very passionate about giving back to the lupus organization and helping people know that even though you are going through an illness in your life, that does not define you and you can still win the battle. Chocolate Drop in Corporate America is also dedicated to every admin who was told they would never get out of the box. The one that the corporation places around you because they don't recognize your value and can't see past general administrative tasks. Admins, you are more than just an admin. Use your current situation to catapult you to your rightful platform. And the reason why I put that part in the dedication is because I started as an admin at this particular Fortune 500 company, but I did not let where I start define where I was able to go. To every minority who has struggled to find their rightful place in corporate America, as well as any industry, I dedicate this book to you as well. You are the ones who had to constantly fight for a seat at the table, work twice as hard even to be seen and noticed, and feel invaluable as if you were just a number to the corporation. Eventually, you find that one defined connection who can see your worth. Only then do you get a breakthrough. So certain industries, like my industry, oil and gas and energy, they like to say you need to find a sponsor to help you move up in the corporation. But you too can be your own sponsor and navigate yourself. Mm -hmm. So don't let that limitation and roadblock hinder you. To every business professional in all walks of life, you are not forgotten. Everyone has faced and endured various trials and tribulations that can be spoken about, some of which were unfair, while others you turn from a negative into a positive. You have been emboldened to launch out deep and walk into your destiny, purpose, and calling. To those who are willing to take off the blinders, do some self-reflection and work on creating lasting change in the workforce. Know that if we do not speak up, stand up, call out unconscious biases, and work on changing the mindset of those ignorant individuals, then we are only regressing instead of moving forward in society. Let's all come together and work collaboratively to make lasting impact. 
networks. So those two are dedicated to allies. I think having allyship is so important not just partnering with people that look like you, but those who don't look like you, because 99.9% .9 of the time, shareholders are going to resemble someone that does not look like your race. So in order for you to get your message conveyed, you need to know how to articulate it to someone who does not look like you and know who has the ears of the CEO, who has the ears of the manager, or who has the deciding factor. That's very important to know your opponents and know their strategy. Lastly, I dedicate this book to everyone who has a dream not to let people or things keep you in bondage, follow your heart, share your story, travel, and be the best version of yourself. Someone needs you to pass the baton, be their voice, narrate their story, or partner with them to create a revolution of opportunities. So you can see how the dedication section is very versatile because I definitely want someone who picks up the book to know, hey, I can get something out of reading this book and I can take these principles and apply it to my situation or build upon it. The book is available on Amazon in paperback for $13. So the price you will pay for a fast food meal, very inexpensive. And I also have a Kindle version that's available for $2.99. So very affordable. It's not going to break the bank. And you can give it to someone as a gift, especially with the holidays coming up. And you could also influence people in your work group to pick up a copy as well. Awesome. Awesome. Genesis, thank you for being with us on tonight. Thank you for sharing even the dedication of your book. Listening audience, as you audience, as you see, she broke it down in the dedication to a group of people, different groups of people. Everybody fits in at least one of those groups. So I encourage you to go out and purchase your copy of this book. Support, support, support. I'm telling you, it is so important that we are supporting each other while building ourselves up as well. So I encourage you to do so. Again, Genesis, thank you for joining us on tonight. Listening audience, thank you for being with us on tonight. Here's what I want you to do, listening audience. I want you to text, excuse me, purpose to 302-648-5544. Again, 302-648-5544. That lets me know you've listened to tonight's show. And it also gives you an opportunity to be entered in the drawing at the end of the month. All right. So again, make sure you go purchase your copy of Genesis book. Make sure that you follow her, connect with her on social media platforms and make sure you text purpose to 302-648-5544. As I always say, create, there it is, create a great day, walk with purpose and by all means, Execute your vision. Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful 
to the purpose that's inside of me, to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost, that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, it's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the co- your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21-day jump start to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation.